Welcome to Oncology and Technology, a podcast from CareVive, where we're improving the lives of cancer patients through better outcomes. Hey everyone, this is Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B coming at you from the Market Scale Newsroom. Today we're joined on the line by John Elliott. He's Vice President of Sales for CareVive, which is a cancer care management platform for improving patient experience throughout the cancer journey. Uh, that includes everything from treatment planning to active treatment monitoring, post treatment care, and applied analytics. But today we're going to be chatting a little bigger picture for the health industry. We're joined by John from the Health 2021 trade show in Boston. We're getting some updates from the show, some of the biggest trends being represented there, John's thoughts, as well as what he's hearing from other professionals and colleagues on the show floor. So, John, great to have you on. How are you doing today? Great, Daniel. Thanks. Uh, doing well. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. So I guess we'll start big picture. Give us your thoughts on the show. How has Health 2021 uh, panned out in Boston this year? Any just immediate takeaways from your time? I think it's been a you know great investment in time. The attendees, lots of enthusiasm, excitement around, say, the whole ecosystem. I think it's been good to see this kind of mix now that we're in this next generation of trade shows. I think the virtual component won't go away. So this is good mix of in-person and virtual. You know, I look forward to actually hearing a lot more of the sessions after I'm not on the trade show floor and, and capturing those insights. I think those will be available for two months or so. So there'll be a lot more to learn after actually hearing all the sessions. And I look forward to hearing maybe what the experience has been like for those that are 100% virtual. But uh, here on the show floor, it's been a lot of excitement, enthusiasm around really solving problems, right? It's a slightly different audience than, say, HIMSS, some of the other conferences we've been at this year, where it's more of the traditional health system, technology, leadership, and vendors, healthcare IT vendors here. It's a little broader. I personally really, really like this audience because I feel like it's a more uh, comprehensive business audience. You have the um, more of an investor community, folks that are really interested in you know, the investment opportunities within healthcare. So you have the healthcare IT vendors, you have the providers and a lot of the innovation resources that health systems are uh, really ramping up their own internal teams on how they can optimize and do things better and how they can you know, mix and match various vendors. You know, they want to own that strategy and how they implement technology. Uh, and I'd say it's gone beyond just a traditional you know, CIO, chief information officer to more of these innovation teams. And you see a lot of that presence here. And again, the investment folks that are really may not even have traditionally been in healthcare, but they they see the opportunity, they see the need, again, all in the mindset of problem solving. So that that's I find that really exciting. Hmm. How does that change in audience impact some of the, I guess, larger conversations that you're hearing from other professionals at the show? Do you find that it leans in a more holistic direction because you have a wider variety of professionals represented at the show? What's your assessment? Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. There's a lot of partnership, right? So it's thinking more collaboratively and how do we work together? Where do you fall in, in the ecosystem? How does maybe our solution complement or capture information that you're struggling to capture, you know, whatever the current method may be? That's really exciting. I think everybody, everybody learns. It's not just a, hey, what's best for me or what's best for the one persona? It's more of a you know, how do we, as I say, I reference collaboration. I feel like that's probably the best descriptor. It's you know, how, how do we help each other and partner? And again, mm -hmm. fortunately, you know, patient outcomes and patients and driving, reducing costs are all, all really the center point. 
So tell me about some of the major industry trends that you've seen represented at the show this year. Where are professionals you know, placing their focus and how is that turning into some larger conversations around the biggest movers in the industry? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it comes around data and say, you know, the time is now, you know, we've had this digitization, we have this path or say transformation to, to digitizing. And, um, you know, obviously the foundation was set with electronic medical records over the years. And now it's, it's kind of what's next. And I say the time is now, uh, because now that we have the ability to take data and take it at scale and quality, clean, normalized data across across all the ecosystems or all the vendors, right? That's, that's part of it. Now, you know, it's all about interoperability. So being able to take this data at scale and what are the insights that are captured? How do you, how do you interject at the point of care for clinical decision support? Those are really what kind of the themes are. I forget, sorry, I apologize. I forget even the exact question, but I think that's really data and that the time is now. That's kind of the, the, the one takeaway or summary or kind of brand that I would put on conversations I've been a part of and I, I've overheard here so far. So what would you say are some of the biggest challenges around making good use out of data in the industry today? Um, give us your thoughts there. Yeah, it's segmented or siloed, right? So it's hard to get you know the longitudinal patient record when you have siloed data. How do you tell the whole patient journey or story and, and how do you interact and when? And it is complex and unfortunately complicated in many instances. So that's the struggle. It's you know, trying to reference normalizing it and making it usable, right? You know, a bunch of ones and zeros doesn't do a lot for everybody, but being able to actually make it meaningful and actionable is really where we're at the cusp of right now. And it leads to, again, this collaboration because if it's normalized and, and, and we can use each other's data, overall improve the, the patient impact and reduce costs, then that's, you know, mm. that's a win for everybody. I want to ask you a few questions on the key themes that Health Boston 2021 uh, is placing as I guess the core conversation drivers on its site. One of those big ones they are calling Welcome to Health's House, which basically in summary is just the pandemic accelerated uh, so many healthcare industry needs that it brought a lot of unexpected players into the industry, everyone from big tech to even just individual roles within companies suddenly taking on more of a health and safety role or an innovative um, product role that intersected with health and medicine and any number of you know different trends there. So thoughts on how this entrance of new players into the field is impacting the industry? First of all, that's kind of summary. I, I credible source, right? I feel like that's spot on, right? That's I'm definitely hearing that. I would agree with all of those things. And I think it's it's all positive, right? So you're pulling in skill sets or talent that traditionally haven't, you know, haven't been focused on healthcare, right? You have fintech and other areas that all, you know, problems need to be solved. But you see, I think there's been a shift in, uh, you know, building these innovation teams, a health system, having an innovation team, or even their own strategic investment team on where they could work with third-party partners and they, they're allocating their own investment or capital funds to you know, how they can maybe fill gaps that maybe the, the market doesn't have, but they can kind of piecemeal together and fill the gaps for their own personalized needs. I think that's all positive. How are you seeing some of these new players represented at the show? Are you seeing any fresh faces? Um, doesn't even have to be individual companies, but maybe new sectors represented at the show that you didn't see in 2019? Yeah, I mean, I just think there's a lot more, I would say, private equity and venture. And it's hard for me to give a lot of perspective because I, I don't have a baseline, right? This is my first uh, health conference I've been at. Uh, and we're in Boston. So, you know, there, there's a 
there's already a, a large presence uh, with the healthcare venture space here in Boston. So that may skew the skew the attendees a little bit, but sure. I think I think in general that space is growing. You have private equity that's you know established in one industry or has one focus, and they're they're deviating or uh, maybe not deviating, but dabbling maybe is more appropriate in healthcare, right? So they may have one partner that's here that's tasked with, hey, I, I need to better understand this space and 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 what it would look like and what's the opportunity. So I think there's been a lot of that, and it's always fun to see. You know, something that you don't traditionally associate with healthcare and you start to see them entering. There's a Lyft has their own. Um, it's all about transportation, right? So uh, in their case, so applying transportation to, say, rural community patient populations and, and enabling care transportation. And that's that's not coming from them. That's kind of my own synopsis on why I believe they're here. I, I haven't spent a lot of time in their booth, but it's just one of those where you have this brand recognition and you're like, wow, why, why is Lyft here, right? But right. You know, they are. And uh, AWS or Amazon, we all know, has gotten into healthcare, but they have a pretty strong presence. And I think it's the different solutions they're providing are, are very innovative. So I think that's that's neat and interesting. There's a few other examples of uh, like that. Say it's all positive to have those new players and say non-traditional healthcare uh, companies that are emerging and getting in the space. One of the other trends that I want to highlight real quick is care models. So the show is putting an emphasis on how the pandemic validated different ways to deliver care uh, and also challenge some of the traditional ways that our health system delivers care again. So give me your thoughts there. What are some of the, I guess, most cutting edge care models that you see represented at the show this year that you think are worth their salt, right? That actually have some long-term capacity and uh, why? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I certainly have my bias uh, with a focus on oncology, but I think care management, uh, you see a lot of this remote patient monitoring, a lot of presence around, you know, startup companies and device, you know, patient at home device monitoring technology. I think that's uh, it's it's disruptive and it's um, in a good way. People have this expectation now, right? If I if I don't have to go to the doctor, then then why, right? If I can capture all this right. physiologic information, um, or you have wearables, right? Not only am I capturing it, you know, once a day, I may be capturing it continuously. I think those are all positive things. And uh, as far as reimbursement goes, I mean, I think it's a matter of minimizing. It's all minimizing high acuity events, right? And moving the cost, you know, the cost of care in an acute traditional acute care setting is so high. So how can you how can you move that to or say minimize that? And it's, you know, continuous engagement. It's having these devices, these monitoring capabilities to where you have care management services where they're engaging them remotely. So you see the broad adoption of telehealth, right? Again, people don't want to go into the consult. They wanna they wanna sit at their house and talk to their physician. It's always this fine line of, you know, is reimbursement driving it or is the technology ready? Is are the capabilities there yet? Is is the reimbursements ahead of the technology? You rarely would see that, but it's always this kind of teeter totter of you know is the time right? Is it is the momentum going? And again, I would emphasize on the time is now. Uh, it really is. Especially, I think the pandemic has had a very positive impact in healthcare in that respect. And then last question would just be intersecting care vibe a little bit more to the conversation, being a care management platform for cancer patients. How did you see the broader delivery of oncology treatment get affected by the pandemic? Where does that leave that space today in the context of what you see represented at the show and your sure. role at the show and what's next? Sure. Yeah. I mean, CareVise certainly, I'd say broader than even care management with our focus on data and insights and across the whole oncology ecosystem. So I, I will say that, but I think that the main 
impact that COVID had on oncology population was really around traditional infusion. You know, in they'd come into the clinic, have they're going through an onco- uh, chemo regimen. They're coming to an inpatient, uh, sorry, an infusion clinic, not inpatient. Excuse me, uh, and they weren't doing that. They they deviated from that. There had to be some other solution. They either postponed, which was really unfortunate uh, and had probably a very negative outcome impact on the outcome. It really transitioned in high ad- adoption to oral chemo, right? And then it, then the next question is oral adherence to an oral chemo regimen because the health system or the care team is no longer administering that. It's being delivered by a specialty pharmacy. Maybe the health system manages their own, their own specialty pharmacy. So then in that instance, they at least know it's been delivered, right? But it may be a total third party, right? So there's that disconnect that definitely occurred throughout the pandemic. You know, for CareVive, we, we actually incorporated some of our uh, surveys and some of our ePro technology, the electronic patient reported outcomes. You know, have you taken? It's really focused on managing oral chemo adherence. So we're enabling the health system and connecting with the patient to find that out. Have you taken your oral chemo that was delivered? Right. That's has a huge ramification or downstream impact on not only the outcome, but their symptoms. How how is the health system or care team supporting the patient and their symptoms when they don't know if they started the oral chemo? So that was uh, something where COVID definitely brought that to a forefront. We were able to have the technology to help solve that. So that's uh, that's one example. And I I want to keep I want to keep going, Daniel, but I I will have to jump here momentarily. It's, it is a great show. I can say that to sum it all up. It's been a great show. Excited for you know another day or so. Of, of talking with everybody here. Yeah. No, I think that wraps up some quick insights from the show. So John Elliott, thank you so much for your time again. We've been speaking with John Elliott, Vice President of Sales at CareVive, uh, again, joining us from Health 2021 in Boston. John, if folks want to find out more about some of the work that CareVive is doing, how can they get in touch or how can they find you at the show? Sure. Thanks, Daniel. So we're actually in the Philip Ventures booth right at the bottom of the escalator on the, the main show uh, or the gallery floor. You can find us there amongst uh, several other great peers that are part of the Phillips Ventures booth. And you can always find out more information about CareVive at CareVive.com. You can always reach me at John.Elliot at CareVive.com. Appreciate you having me on, Daniel. Glad I was able to share kind of my perspective of the show and look forward to talking again soon. Absolutely. John, appreciate it. We'll chat again soon.